Thank you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something. We cover your pop culture through our geekly lens each and every episode. As always, I am Michelle, we're broadcasting from the Twin Cities Film Fest studio. And speaking of the Twin Cities Film Fest, my good friend, Jayton Satia, who is normally my partner in crime, he is off executive directoring someplace. So he was unable to make it today. So stepping in, our good friend, friend of the show, Chief Poobah of the 4D Podcast Network. How long have we known each other now? This is my friend Jake Stubby J. Beaver. Hey, Jake. I, I think we were talking about six years, yeah, six, seven years. That's a long time. Yeah, we that's weren't even supposed time. to be friends. No, we weren't. We weren't. Uh, just to remind everybody who's listening to Be Our Geek, you have been on our show a number of times. You've also yep. been on the previous iteration of our podcast, yep. Your Geek Show. I've been on your shows. You have a number of, of, of lovely podcasts that are over there. We do. We've got, yes. uh, I think we got 10 shows that are running over there right now. Uh, every, everything from... Uh, craft beer to music to pop culture to pro wrestling anything right. that you can think of well you creepily uh, 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 commented on something on one of my social media feeds and we still ended up friends we I, still end up that's amazing that's I'm gonna a, still a testament blame. to how nice I am I'm gonna still blame one of our uh, our cohort shoes how? I think I'm gonna, how? I'm gonna say he was in control of <laughs> The Twitter account that day. So, are you sure? Nope. <laughs> uh, just to remind everybody, what happened is that. Uh, so, this was a million years ago. I'm running randomly through my Twitter feed, and I see something from this this group, and they go, "Hey, our goals for twenty whatever it is." Get Miss Shannon on the show. And I'm like, what show? There's a show. I do a Google search. The show doesn't come up. I have no idea what this is. There's no link on their Twitter page. They, uh, you guys didn't say, like, here's a link to even, like, our Facebook page yeah, for that particular podcast you were doing at the I time. Think we were still in year – I think we were in year <laughs> one during that time. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> Let's be honest. They, you hear somebody says, hey, do you want to do a podcast? The first thing, I mean, you're like JoJo the happy clown. Like, yes, I know. That's, I know. That was our first year. <laughs> but I do appreciate the fact that you have grown so much, and now you have your entire network. You are out there wrangling a lot of different shows. How many shows do you have over on the 4D podcast? Uh, we've had a total of 14 mm-hmm. uh, total with, I believe we've got three or four more starting this year. Right. Um, we've got, like I said before, everything from pop culture. We've got a brand new pop culture show over there called Culture Cast Radio. Very cool. Uh, we have our music show with the wonderful Ben Quam. Yes. Uh, called Sounds Good. Mm-hmm. We have got uh, a beer show called A One Pint Stand. Do you uh, partake of the beer during the show? Uh, I particularly do not. Okay. Cohorts do. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Someone has to taste it. Uh, kind of thing. Uh, Dan uh, Bobian from, am I saying his name? I think it's Bobian. Bobian. Mm-hmm. Dan Bobian uh, from uh, Growler. Yes. Uh, he, gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is, uh, does a one pint stand for us. Fantastic. And so him and, uh, I believe it's Eric Wettering are on there and they they do such a great job they travel from brewery to brewery talking to different brewers and throwing stuff together and they go to all these different brew festivals and record and it's they do such a great job putting their shows together the 40 podcast network for us was definitely a place that uh i learned from Polly spit over at sizzling 99.9 and we just wanted to have a place where we could just do podcasts for people who honestly didn't have the means or right. didn't know what to do, how to you know distribute it, anything like that. So we help build podcasts over there as well. 
Right. Well, I think it's super awesome that you're doing over there. I'm very proud of you as Aww. your friend. I like Aww. that you do all of the things and keep people involved. And today, uh, we are going to have our guest geek. You brought a friend along. And so we're going to start with our normal Be Our Geek geek roundup because we have some things we want to talk about going on in the DC Cinematic Universe. So you are a great full-spectrum geek as well, Jake. I'm on, I'm on board. Yes. But we are going to move into, during the second part of the show, we uh, hadn't done a wrestling episode. And I was hanging out with a friend of mine who works at a bar in town that is a wrestling themed bar and I was like hey I would like to talk about wrestling I have like dabbled into trying mm-hmm. to get into that particular geekdom and it has not gone well so I was like you know what let me hit up Jake I know that he and his buddies got a podcast about it why not bring him in as our guest geek so you brought your buddy along with us right I did uh, joining me today is my tag team partner we have two uh, championship reigns one in uh, 1984 another one in 1996 we don't talk about those 12 years in between <laughs> don't you dare uh we absolutely do not he is the uh the rick root to my bobby heenan ladies and gentlemen mr matt atlantic nice thank uh, you for joining you us, can't Maddie. see me but i'm doing the uh the hip swivel nice here i thought i would bring in some like some theme music. i felt like this was very appropriate walk up to the ring music is it too much uh, i like it this is good actually yeah this this would work out really well making Definitely. Their way this is uh Kind of lights low, okay. spotlight on the guy walking up to the ring. Absolutely. He seems like the type of dude who wears his underwear outside of his pants. <laughs> so you will keep that in mind. Maybe I'll send that over your way. You guys can use that on your show. Ring General Radio. So I have so many questions um, about trying to get into the geekdom of wrestling. Okay. So I'm sure that we will dabble into that. Uh, but before we get to that, I wanted to talk about a couple of geek shows. So, Maddie, are you uh, into the general geekdom things? Like, do Absolutely. you watch any of the DC movies? Uh, I have uh, Wonder Woman. I have not made it out to Aqua, Aquaman yet. But uh, Jake, I, I, have you seen Aquaman? I seen bits and pieces. Yeah, you're not <laughs> missing anything. And, uh, I, did, I didn't think I, I heard was you. Going I, to. I, I listened to your show, kind of documenting uh, <laughs> Aquaman, and uh, from what it, from what it sounds like, there was there was a need for more shirtless Jason Momoa. And he was. How do you manage to make Jason Momoa shirtless still dull? Like this film is incredibly boring. I was not happy with it at all. There's reasons they didn't give him many lines in <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, there's there's reasons for it. But he can do better. Like I enjoy watching We're the stories waiting. of him and his wife Lisa Bonet as they are out in the wild. You hear interesting stories mm-hmm. about them being all bohemian and popping into like swap meets. And I was like, that is, I, I would watch that. I would be. I would <laughs> the love day to in be. The life. I, yes, yeah, I right? would love to go to a swap meet and see he and Lisa Bonet pop up and then buy some things with their kid. That sounds very entertaining to me. Much more entertaining than Aquaman. And those two have been together for a long time. Oh, gosh, yes. Just being beautiful. Hell, yeah. Probably smell like patchouli. I feel like they are making a very excellent couple. I can only imagine that their their child is exquisitely gorgeous. Oh, he's gorgeous. Yeah, he's so cute. You know, it's hard to wreck children. (laughs) You know, the two of them made a cute kid, but he probably would have been cute anyway. Do you ever see Eddie Murphy and Mel B's kid? No, I mean, I think I have because Mel, because Eddie Murphy just recently had his 10th child. So there was a whole <laughs> family. Louise. No, I, yeah, yeah. So he just had his 10th child just before the holidays. Well, he's got, he's got, he's exactly. milking that nutty professor money. Yes. <laughs> and so they did one of those, let's all stand on the stairs and be family-ish together. So I'm sure the child was in that one. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> but I, I don't remember which child. I think that was the first time they were doing celebrity Children like they put out a People magazine with celebrity children. And I they think put a, that one a, in? they put that one in, and I think a coworker when she was flipping through the pages, she just went, "Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> not a cute, ch- not no, a cute apparently baby. Apparently not. Oh, that's unfortunate They're for that scary baby. Scary spice. Well, I, 
I hope they blossom. I hope they come into their own as they blossom later. (laughs) So the news that was coming out recently, Jake and Maddie, is that um, so we have some news that's going on over in the DC Cinematic Universe. And so they did release their schedule of some films that are going to come out, and they set it into 2021. Uh, So it does, I think, give some of my DC friends hope for the future because there was a couple of things. Like they Mm -hmm. talked about The Batman, the new movie they're going to come out, The Batman that's come out, which we know will not have Ben Affleck in it. I have been. And when I text you about that, Jake, you seem slightly... I couldn't tell if you were disappointed or on board with no no bat fly. I have been so entranced in this whole story with yes. it ever since the uh since the uh, no, it wasn't Justice League. I think it was when Batman versus Superman came out. Mm-hmm. Was when they announced that they were gonna do a standalone Batman film right. with Affleck not only starring in it, but writing and directing it as well which i was okay with because i do not think that ben affleck is always in great movies but i do think that he creates good movies normally gone baby yeah, gone. he's got a very good eye yes and i don't think any of the problems that i had with uh that whole franchise does not have anything to do with the actors i don't think so i don't too. like these stories and the what they give them to do and i for some reason dc's color palette is just washed out and gross and weird i don't get it well you know why it's Zack Snyder. <laughs> so I've every, told you this every time. Right. I think I've, I've mentioned this idiot's name every time I've been <laughs> on your show. And so many people just bow down to the Snyder. And I don't understand why, but he does nothing but ruin things. Yeah. He had one good hit with 300. 300, 300 was fantastic. And 300 and isn't, I mean, we got to admit, 300, fun movie. Not good movie. Yeah, more shirtless Jason Momoa. Running around but stylized. It but it also looking. plays into that color palette. Right. And it mm-hmm. just looked like, as a comic book fan, mm-hmm. either go all in on comic book or make it look like a good movie. You know, like if you watch Into the Spider-Verse, fantastic comic book looking movie. That's fine. Oh, this yeah. in-between thing that DC's tried to do, it just takes you out of the movie. They're, like their jokes are all stale. I'm just disappointed in everything uh, about this. A good portion things. of that, too, is that they get so drab. They try to follow... Uh, what Nolan did yeah. with his Batman series, and when they try to do that, they just you can't match up to that, and no. especially when you get some numbskull like Zack Snyder at the helm of things. Does Zack Snyder listen to your guys' show? I hope so. Then maybe he could take some advice. <laughs> find, but he, he find, clearly, yeah, yeah. Hey, find me at Miss Shannon Paul. Uh, Shannon with the yeah, name. Miss yeah. Shannon. Yeah, Shannon, Shannon with the name. name. Yeah, find me Zack Snyder. <laughs> Tweet me out. Uh, ask to be on uh, be the gate. But anyway. Uh, Zack Snyder, Watchmen, he ruined the end of Watchmen. Correct. But what was interesting is that he made the epic, like, long Watchmen with the uh, Black Freighter intertwined in it in, like, a special edition. But still, even watching three hours of that was just too much. And I don't understand. Like, I I genuinely disliked uh, Man of Steel. I found that highly <laughs> problematic. I hated that movie. And then I tried to like give Batman versus Superman a little bit of time because at least they shot for the stars. Like they had they yeah. tried to do interesting stuff in that movie, but it was just this drab dreary, dreary world for no reason. But the yeah. other part of that too is that they needed like people who weren't interested in this. They just didn't want anything to do it because yeah. Henry Cavill as Superman just didn't work out. Their yeah. thought of Ben Affleck after he messed up Daredevil real nice. Real, yeah. You know, oh, great. He's going to be one of the most iconic superheroes ever. Okay, that sounds good. And then it's so much so that they didn't trust those two stars that nope. during all of their trailers, they put Wonder Woman in it to spoil <laughs> You're it. You're like, neat, neat. Right? Because <laughs> nobody thing. gave a crap. It was like, Wonder Woman, right. I'm gay. I know. 
I did appreciate this, though. I normally would have pulled some clips from the film to, like, give us flavor and color during this episode, but there was no point. Like, everything that I could find, it was just him going, okay, I'm this, and then fighting and brooding, and it was just, it just made me sad all over again. What do you mean, Martha? (laughs) Like the cookies? Sweet Martha, and then cookies. there's the you know, do you bleed? Yeah, you know, okay, fine, we get it. Like they, it's all so played out, and right? The, you know, the whole fight scene that they have, and he's like, suck it in, like when he's like inhaling the stuff. Everything about it was just they just gave them dumb things to do. Well, and it got even dumber yes. when they did Justice League. Don't get me <sighs> wrong, the the finding of everybody was super cool. I think Ezra Miller was fantastic as mm-hmm. the Flash. Yeah, so, Jason Momoa is not bad in that one in spurts. Yeah. Like, you oh, know, yeah. I uh, I had to tap out of that. That was one of those films that I was like, okay, this wasn't as terrible as I thought. He, Maybe I'll watch it again. And then I never have. I haven't mustered the energy to watch it again. For me, every once in a while, Jason Momoa was that dude in those Mountain Dew commercials, the extreme commercials that you had just had enough of. Uh, what I also, my, my least favorite part of a movie that I already didn't like um, is when... They get, so Batman spends all this time mansplaining to Wonder Woman how she should have been in charge of everyone, and she was off brooding because her heart was broken. So she comes back, says she's in charge for all of 35 seconds, and then stupid Superman shows up. Right. You know, they, because you can't do anything with Superman. He is the worst. He is absolutely the worst. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a terrible movie. So when it came out then, uh, earlier this year, that Affleck, they they decided to move directors, <laughs> and so when they moved directors, uh, <laughs> Affleck's like tap out. Hey, well, I, well Affleck's like cool. That's fine. We can we can do different directors. It just puts less stress on me. Well, mm-hmm. and then the director read his script and he goes, "Well, I, I'm really not a fan of this script, so I think we're gonna we're gonna write our own script for this." And then he's like, "Well, shit. Okay, that sounds <laughs> fine. I guess maybe we'll do that. Um, cool, cool. You guys write a script. I'm ready when you are." And then they're like, hey, by the way, we don't want you to play Batman. But I mean, it was what? just like it was you, – you can't tell me that Affleck didn't see that coming. Right, and here's what I think was going on over if you're in the conversation they're having over at the DC Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. is that none of the movies were doing well except for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. If Aquaman had tanked, they would have had to trash that whole cinematic universe. Which would you have know, sucked because they put yeah, so much so money, much money into it. So that means all the characters that they exist could no longer continue because nobody wanted – they all were trashed. Mm-hmm. Aquaman – the fact that it made money means that they can, can at least continue, continue on with that continued vein and well, go, here's the world that they live in. And so more and more came out this week about, you know, how they're going to continue it. We right. all saw, you know, glimpses of Batman right away first time around in Suicide Squad. Correct. And so they announced, of course, why, I don't know, but they announced a sequel to Suicide Squad. Which is now the Suicide Squad. Right? I mean, Right. Which isn't going to confuse people at all. Wonderful. Which it sounds like. Geniuses right there. Yes. And it does sound like it's going to be primarily a whole separate set of characters. So we're going right. act like we're doing an erase erase. That's that actually not what I've heard. I've heard that everybody is back. I heard the opposite. What I heard is not only are they, they brought James Gunn on. Yep. So James Gunn writing and directing mm-hmm. and he's going in a different direction was the last thing I heard last so week. I heard, so what I, did you hear? I didn't hear the directing part. Mm-hmm. Okay. I heard that they, he was in talks to direct. Yep. They for sure were done with Zack Snyder. Yes. When it comes to story building. Uh, which is the smartest thing that they probably could have done. 
Um, I did hear that there's going to be a couple of additions. I do hear that Margot Robbie is going to be back in it just because they need her in it to right. really kind of pump up her Birds of Prey, uh, which dropped yes. the trailer this week. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw it. I did. It looks, so it looks good. good, but they teased me before with trailers, and I'm like, garbage, that was it. And then <laughs> half of the stuff didn't end up in a movie. Oh, what so. do you mean? Like when he jumps up, uh, Aquaman jumps into the air <laughs> to grab a flying alien? <laughs> And I'm like, what? Uh, You're Aquaman. Yeah, I know. You are supposed to kick ass in water, not <laughs> bro out, man. All he did was bro out. Um, how did he manage to be in water and not be damp? That was another thing that I had right. questions. So many questions. But then the other thing that I heard that. is that no matter what, they're done with David Ayers. They're, yes. They're, so they, they don't know. Like, they want Gunn to direct. Mm-hmm. But he's still kind of teeter-tottering. Nope. That's what I heard, that he is absolutely on board. He's returning to the director's chair, according to this one. Um, and so a lot of people over um, over on the Marvel side of things have actually been tweeting a congratulations to him because they were still in support of him not being fired. And so they're yeah, actually happy yeah. over there. So it is giving me hope for the Suicide Squad one because he's going to write Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, he's, well, he's yeah. just going to rewrite for, Guardians for of the Galaxy Su- with yeah, them. Right. Yep. You know? It's yeah. not it, it, which would probably make sense because the first Suicide Squad, I found the, I liked that more than Justice League because I had decided it was going to be trash. Yeah. And so the fact that it was C minus, <laughs> I was like, "Well done with your yeah. C minus." Yes. Lowered expectations. Right. You set yourself up for yeah. it. Yeah, I, I was you. expect. I, I went you. into it fully expecting to despise it. I should have like, done. Not that bad. I should have done the same thing with Avatar then. Cause, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh man, I buckle up because there's what three more coming. Yeah. I got I got tricked. Lofty <laughs> expectations. It's winning all these awards. You mm-hmm. figure it to be somewhat pretty. Well, they do have that. The other thing that I am happy about because they did set their uh, their 2021 release schedule, so they're gonna have uh, another uh, another film, which I actually think is gonna be fun. So they are going to release DC Super Pets. The summer of 2021. They are not. Yes, they are. And so they're going to have that one come out. And then some other stuff that I I vote no confidence for. But I am very excited about DC Super Pets. So that's going to come out on May 21st, 2021. Cyclone Kid's going to freak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your kiddo, do you, he's, does he care? He's, oh, he's going to freak. About okay. That so that'll be really good. So I think that'll be really good. So it looks like it's going to follow the pets of a number of the DC superheroes, including Superman's dog, Crypto, Batman's dog, Ace, the Bat Hound, <laughs> And Supergirl's cat streaky. That I'm on board for. Because they can't trash that. They make good cartoons. That'll be fun. Did you know that her cat was named Streaky? I I didn't know that. I don't trust a cat in battle. (laughs) (laughs) I do. My new house panther would be dope. So Superman. (laughs) He might tap out and leave. He's like, but. Superman's dog is Crypto. Crypto, yes. Crypto. Yeah. Yeah. So named after his home planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also the substance that can destroy him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And in Batman's dog, like there are, like they have had these characters in a number of the other things. They've had a a TV show. It's like our animated television shows for kids. And those are usually fun. And it is kind of interesting why. Watching, you know, the dynamic between Crypto, Superman's dog, and Batman's dog, Ace. Because Batman has a Batman's dog has a Batman attitude where he's just too good and Does he really doesn't play with others. He has collar? a cowl. He has a cowl like everybody. He has a cowl, and of course, Crypto has a cape. So yeah. it'll be very interesting. I think that I that of all of the things that they have coming up for release. Crypto is the one I'm yeah. most happy for. Crypto, so people don't know who he is. He wears glasses and a coat and goes to work. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows it's that dog at all. And goes into a doghouse and comes out as yeah. 
super, super pooch. He has a blog and dog fancy. That's yeah. what he has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are excited about that. Do you guys, are you, are you on board? So should we give them thumbs up or thumbs down for anything coming out with the DC Universe? What uh, do you, guys think? you know, I also heard that they're going to be releasing a live action Plastic Man coming up. Mm. Growing plastic up. Plastic Man. Mm. Oh, growing up. Man. I loved that, that cartoon series. So did I, didn't you? Wasn't mm. it uh, Don Adams did the voice of Plastic Man? I vote no confidence in the... Because Shazam looks, I can't tell if I like Shazam or not. I'm bad. I'm Zachary Levi fan. I, I have been. T- I have been since Chuck. I'm again, sold. Jake. Jake, I don't. I don't blame the actors. No, I blame the yeah. garbage they give them to say. What do you feel about uh, the Rock? I, I think the other thing that the Suicide Squad's going to jack up on too is the fact that they're going to have the Rock in there as Black Adam. Um, hmm, I. Uh, right, that'll bring numbers. The Rock brings oh, yes. numbers. Yes, yes, I agree. He'll be his new Batista. It's fine. (laughs) He'll be James Gunn's new Batista. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and get on board with that because I do love the. We should go see it together. We can go see that, and then we'll. I'll get wine afterwards, and if I, you can fill me in if I black out again, like I did at Aquaman. So that'll be great. Perfect. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I'm completely on board with that whole thing. I'll do that. I do enjoy The Rock. He is one of my favorite people that I've ever had the opportunity to interview, and he gives fantastic hugs. So I will watch him in any garbagey movie. So 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 that's all. Quick side thing: You've been watch. Have you been watching the Titan Games? Huh? Have you been? You haven't been watching? Oh man. No. Check it out. Anybody who's listening, I'm sorry. Check it out. You, <laughs> you're going to be floored. Just the determination right, in these I, people. I feel like we'll go into our break and then we come back. We You also can give us a review of the Titan games because that does lead a little bit into what we're going to yeah, talk about. Here it about. is. It's awesome. Next yeah. So we're going to do that <laughs> and then we're going to go deep dive into the geekdom of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Jake Stubby J. Beaver and our friend Maddie Atlantic. We'll be right back on BR Geek. Welcome back to Be Our Geek, still broadcasting from the Twin Cities Film Fest studios. I'm Ms. Shannon. Jake Beaver stepping in as my co-host this week since Jake Satia is off running around. What are you laughing about, We Jake? haven't moved. We're still in the office. Yes, still here? Yes. They didn't kick us out nope, for part two. Nope. We actually decided that we are going to actually move on to the next part yes. of the show, and we're going to do our little deep dive with the wrestling. I, 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 went, I just really like this. <laughs> My music's not normally as Ladies and gentlemen, now making her way down to the ring. Every man's fantasy, every woman's nightmare. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Shannon. Shannon. Yay! I would be okay with that if that would happened you be a good more guy often. Or a bad guy? I would be a good guy, and I and I know that because there were a group of uh, um, friends of mine in town, comedians, who for a little while had a wrestling themed comedy show oh. and and so they had it over at uh, Gastov's and so they would do this every week and then you would kind of like supposed to had uh, supposed to have like good guys and heels like yep. heels is that what, okay faces and heels. baby faces, faces and heels, and heels. Okay. Yep. so um our my friend uh Tom Chilstrom they called him handsome Tom Chilstrom so Chili was the one that was like got me roped into this thing I'm like I'm very excited about this opportunity I'm going to try Tom's so been I, on Ring General a couple and times And I, I got over there and I was terrible at it I was terrible at it cuz I am not good at being mean to people even like <laughs> even if it's just acting and trying to write those things Chili was great like Chili like he had his big glasses on and big gravitas and he would like they did a great job at the show yeah, and I really wanted to be good at it 
You know, kind of yeah, thing. right. I wanted to enjoy. That was part of what made me interested in the whole wrestling thing. Because when I was a kid, of course, I watched because there was like a WWE, you know, comic, you know, cartoon. I yeah, watched yeah. that the back Hulk when Hogan's. Cindy Lauper was hanging out with them, yep. and it was like and Wendy Richter and, yes, and all the things. I watched the cartoon, and so I watched the wrestling back then, and then I fell off, you mm-hmm. know, and just never really paid attention again. A lot of people do right okay. around then. They okay. usually fall off. I mean, come their teen years, uh, it's not cool anymore to like wrestling. Okay. To a good portion of people. But I t- it seems interesting to me because every time I see a clip, you know, so Jake and Maddie, whenever I see a clip of wrestling fans, there's giant auditoriums full of fans. It's, so yeah. clearly it is a giant, you know, still a, a great, huge mm-hmm. fan base. Yeah. This, it, this last Sunday, uh, Royal Rumble, they sold out a baseball stadium wow. to put on a show. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the fandoms, it... it goes across all ages and, and genders and, and like socio socioeconomic kind of statuses. There's there's people that you would never expect to see, like Chrissy Teigen right. would show up at uh, WrestleMania. And, and I love the – and I can get that because I appreciate, of all words I'm going to use, the pageantry of wrestling. You know, the way that it is all character-based and what we're doing. And so I like watching the way that they build the storylines around characters. And and my friend works at a bar in town called Bar Luchador. And so it's like a wrestling-themed bar. So whenever I go over there to see him, there's always wrestling playing on the background. So they'll have on either a network or some old, you know, uh, DVDs that are playing. And I don't know a ton about this, but I started watching two things. So I started watching what is it when not, not like like short people, but the tiny, like the the hundred fifty pound, hundred sixty pound guys. The luchadors, cruiserweights. Yeah, cruiserweights. Yeah. That, so they're tiny. I like them because they're like tiny athletes and little bullets, and they just bounce. <laughs> I love them because they move really quick. So yep. I'm enjoying them. I like watching them, and they're not, and they and they have the same kind of like. They walk in with all of that bravado and a bunch of yo know, chest pounding, and then you'll see them bounce off the rope like four times, like like tiny little girl gymnasts, like bing bing bing. And I'm like, <laughs> neat, you know. So I try to watch that. Friend. I don't remember any of their names, uh, but I do appreciate them. And then I started watching because he had it on one day. It was like a British invasion. So it was watching a bunch of uh, wrestlers, and they all happened to be British, and it was like, so it was the men and the women, so I started mm-hmm. watching that storyline, and I know that there was a story lately about somebody like somebody like broke into her house or something, like one of the ladies I was watching, so it was some drama. But I enjoyed that, and this is why I like that, because they weren't in uh, like, like typical sporting event auditorium-looking things. They looked like they were in a theater. Okay. Like there was a theater, yep. and then the ring yeah. was in, yep. uh, at the theater, and yep. I was like, oh, it was like very posh, and so, I liked that. So WWE, mm-hmm. uh, their uh, their developmental brand is NXT. Okay. And now NXT, because WWE is worldwide and it's yes. growing more and more, they have now expanded to the UK. So UK now has their own NXT shows. Okay. And that's that what must have been what I was watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so I was like, I want to pay attention to this. And then I didn't. But then you guys are going to be here. So I figured <laughs> I just asked. So you could tell me what it was that I was watching. You know, so... You know, so you guys do the podcast, Ring General Radio. How long have you guys been doing that now? Oh, geez. Five, five and a half years. Five and a half, six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it came about we when I was working over at Sizzlin. Yes. Uh, you know, I was producing and I had learned producing from Polly Spit. And then mm-hmm. we had three guys talking our own show. Right. And at the time, I had asked my brother if he wanted to do a podcast. Right. And he said no. Um, not no, a chance. Not a chance. Not interested. Uh, and it wasn't out of like, I don't want to do that. It was more along the lines of 
he had other things in the can that he was working on. Right. Uh, his buddy was working on a cable access show, and he wanted to do some writing for that, and that completely fell through. He so would also do as some stand-up. Do, yeah. He did some stand-up, mm-hmm. which was not the best. Uh, they gave him a 10-minute spot right out of the gate. Oh, and he should have said no. He didn't know that, though. Uh, you, Ten minutes is a long time when you first start. I'll send you that <laughs> clip. It's, 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 I'm sure it was adorable. It, it, it was. Okay. It really was. But um, he uh, he then said, well, why don't I have a show on your network yet? And so I said, let's do it. Let's, let's put a show together. And right, right away, he contacted Matt. Very yeah, cool. we uh, we had worked together. Uh, all <clears throat> excuse me, all three of us are uh, Best Buy yeah uh, employed, mm-hmm. and uh, Jono and I would uh, would work on the road together. Uh, we'd room together, and inevitably we would be talking about or watching or you know listening to uh, wrestling themes while we're doing work at overnight. And uh, yeah, it, it just kind of built our our friendship and and he uh contacted me out of the blue one day he's like hey let's do this radio show on on jake's <laughs> jake's station i'm like on his internet radio doing? station uh we're gonna do a wrestling show like all right so then we uh we got together uh went to a local uh tap room at and uh in st paul tin whiskers yes and we sat down and we uh we we're like all right we need a name we need like a format and, like this was again. Jono wanted to like map out the first year of our show <laughs> right there. That's that a first pretty detailed the content first calendar. hour of our of our, <laughs> our uh, discussing the program. Uh, we came up with, with Ring General Radio. Uh, we came up with the the fact that we wanted to do a, a three count. Uh, basically, every week we would have a different topic. Yes, and uh, each of us would come up with uh, with three different. Uh, uh, answers for said topic. This was prior to Stubby being involved mm-hmm. uh, as far as a contributor. They just used me as producer. <laughs> producer you just sat there and then pushed the slides up and down producer on the board, and, right? Producer and Google guy <laughs> is what I was for a long while. And Fair enough. The best in the biz. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, we had kind of put our format out there, and uh, Stubby's like, "We're gonna we're gonna give it a go." And again, this is Jono and I's first time venturing into a, a podcast realm and after the first one he's like just go back listen stubby's like go back listen to the show <laughs> you'll, you'll figure some things out take some yeah. notes uh right. that's the one thing that and a lot of people when they won't go back and they won't listen to their own show no because they hate how their voice sounds and my voice doesn't sound like that <laughs> does it but after a while when you start listening you catch little things that you say you catch little things that you do that you want to change or that you probably should change right i know for myself i say oh it's fantastic i say that way <laughs> too much way too much i can go back and listen to it it could be a drinking game for our show every time i say it's fantastic yeah. but look go back listen back take notes see what you want to do with it if you like the way the format works, keep it. If you don't, change it up. Um, and that was the cool thing about Matt and John during that time is that they always changed it up. Right. Like they always they brought something to the table that was unique than everybody else was. They brought a specific topic that wasn't Which usually you need to touched. Do, right. You know, a specific topic, and usually it's a little deeper. Not who's your favorite wrestler? Who's your favorite tag team? I mean, they went as far as. What were the best animals that were used to come down to the ring as valets? Or what was the worst weapons ever used in a ring? Um, who would your 
fantasy pairings be between an active and non-active wrestler? And they just really kind of deep dived into it. And beyond that, so then Jono and Matt really started getting their groove, and then they started adding more segments in, including our Battle Bowl tournament. Right. Yeah. we. uh, This was Jono's creation, and he uh, invented a a trivia contest exclusively for him to come out and win. (laughs) And he was not shy about claiming this, and (laughs) inevitably the first one comes by, and he, he in in fact, wins. He won the damn thing. (laughs) Uh, He's like... No one will know more about this than I and do. That's, now it's a contest. That's well when done. He, uh, he spilled the beans to, the, to everybody listening. He's like, I can't believe I did this, but I, I created this so that I could win it. And, and <laughs> who knows? I, I did it. And then the next year, he uh, he got knocked out in the semifinals. Oh. The next year got bigger. So okay. we ended up adding more people the next year from different podcasts. And we did weekly. We ended up having people on. And it was like wrestling the right. drama behind it was like wrestling yeah, we, had, we had people cutting promos on each other Funny. but that's one of the things i think is very charming about your show is that it is very authentic you know like you can tell when you listen to it that you guys are very uh into what you're talking about it's not just lip service it's like this is something that you live there's a reason why it's important to you and that's probably why it generates with your your listeners is that I, they're going these are the same people that i talk to about something that i love there were reasons why we got into wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, wrestling was the bond between John and my dad and myself. Yeah. And, every, you know, the three of us, that was the one thing that every weekend we could count on watching. My dad specifically would make the family go to breakfast earlier in the day <laughs> so that way he could be home for wrestling superstars <laughs> in the afternoon. Nice. Now, once 12 o'clock came, he didn't care. Like, okay. But 11 to 12, uh-uh. Don't that's that's our time. So right. the three of us would watch wrestling. Matt's got a similar story about how he got. Into yeah. Um, so mine was uh, my great grandmother uh, was a big AWA fan. Really? The, the local uh, Vern Gagne production. And was that when it would be in like local venues and then outside yeah. every once in a while? Yeah, here? So, so Robbinsdale okay. is kind of the epicenter of the Midwestern wrestling scene. Robbinsdale, Minnesota. Um, and. The the amount of talent that came from AWA that w- that moved into the WWE that is as recognizable and and Hall of Fame worthy is it's it's a long list. Mm-hmm. Um, Another reason to not call us flyover country, right? So we're exactly. a big deal every once in a while. Um, so give us WrestleMania. Um, but <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I, we would go over there on on Sundays, and the two th- two things that that my great grandmother was super into was uh, was. AWA wrestling mm-hmm. and the Minnesota Twins, but she would not watch the Minnesota Twins. She would listen to John Gordon, Herb, Herb Carneal on the radio. Wow! So those are two things. And, and my father was also a very big baseball fan, mm-hmm. um, and allowed me to uh, participate and, and watch uh, WWE on the weekends. So there was there was a uh, not not the bond like between my father, but my grand my great grandmother was the one that kind of. T- turned me on to uh, to wrestling. Now, how does your fandom um, evolve as you get older? Like when you were like, how do you feel, or how do you remember feeling about it when you were watching it as a little kid versus how do you like it now? Oh, we're I'm so much more crouchy about it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I uh, so what do you mean? So as a kid, the you as a kid, it's like Santa Claus. Right. right. I mean, it's it's this, this wondrous thing that mm-hmm. you see and everything on there you believe and you believe mm-hmm. it's real. Every little bit of it. People tell you it's fake and you say, it's not fake. <laughs> Hulk Hogan really got squished by the earthquake. 
his parents called him the earthquake, <laughs> you know, but it's something that you believed in so much. And now growing up and sticking with the product for so long, um, the world has changed so much with the internet and the spoilers and the pulling back the curtain, you know, a bit. It's not as, I'm not going to say it's not as majestic for me, right? but it seems more like homework for me to try to dig deeper and figure out things with it. And you become more of a smart fan. Okay. You know, um, but don't, don't you feel a little bit like I'm a big fan of magicians. So I have friends that are magicians and I intentionally mm -hmm. do not want to know too much about it. Cause in my head, yes, I know that it's a, maybe a trick that they spent a lot of time working on, but that's the point. They spent yeah. a lot of time mm -hmm. working on that trick. Mm -hmm. So they might as well be a wizard. I didn't spend time learning how to do <laughs> right. it. So I'm just as impressed. So, Aren't you a little bit, if, if you look at, like, the physicality and how much practice and the timing, the fact that there's so much improv involved? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to know a thing. Right. Okay. I don't, I don't want to know anything. We try to, to guard ourselves from, you know, use spoilers. Right. Um, it's, it's more and more difficult these days when you – it's second nature to just hop on your Twitter and you're scrolling, scrolling. Oh. Didn't mean to read that. <laughs> yeah. Um, does it? Does it? Does it? Is it like watching? Like, are you guys the, the kind of people that if you know what's going on in like the episode of Game of Thrones, it ruins it for you? No, I'll still watch it. Okay. So yeah, so, we'll still watch, but uh, it's not as exciting because exactly. you knew the outcome. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, nah, I'm like, still excited. <laughs> but like, but like Stubby said, it, it is one of those things where it, it feels like you are are forcing the 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 company and the talent to work more. To, to provide a, a, the entertainment that they probably didn't need to do in the past. Okay. Um, and it is a, is one of those things where, again, knowing what we know now about a lot of the uh, the, the people that we looked up to in the past, it's uh, it puts a little bit of a stain on, on what uh, what we grew up watching and enjoying. Like, what's an example of that? Like, what's one of the things that bugs you? Hulk Hogan? Yeah. <laughs> where else do we need to go? <laughs> Legit. I mean, this is probably one of our biggest beefs on our right. show, um, just because this guy was our hero. I yeah. mean, he was our hero growing up. And I think I started to lose faith in Hogan more and more uh, as it went down the line. It's like the Patriots winning right. the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You've seen it done before. Let's move on. Let's see somebody new do it. But when this guy continuously wins belts left and right. Right. You know, and growing up, we didn't know what it was like behind the scenes with these guys. And then now we find out that. You know, this guy, our hero, the great American, the guy that we sent fan letters yeah. to, yeah. you know, just to get something back from him, you know, get a signed postcard that is a generically signed postcard, <laughs> stamped postcard. You get this in the mail, right? And you're still jazzed because it's like, Hulk Hogan sent this yeah. to me. This right. is the best. And then you figure out that he was a dick backstage yeah. and nobody liked him backstage mm -hmm. because he was he thought he was bigger than even to this day he thinks he's bigger than everybody else and is like that was my hero do you think that since a lot of these things you know spoiler alert are based on storylines is is the is the fandom and the storyline is it cyclical like do you see things coming and since you guys have been fans for so long oh yeah okay. oh absolutely uh, the the main product that wwe slash f whatever the hell they were before they are very well known for reusing storylines. Okay. And so since we've watched it so long, we kind of know which way they're going to go. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it is is difficult to fault them. They've been putting on weekly episodic programs for over 25 years. Yeah. And in addition, they're putting on house shows and they're putting on pay-per-views uh, like once a month. Um, and now they have a second 
uh, well, actually, it's, it's not even true because they, in addition to SmackDown Live, which is their Tuesday night programming, they we we talked about the Cruiserweight the 205 Live program. They've got an NXT program and this NXT UK program. So they are putting out, I don't know, probably close to 15 hours worth of live content a week. Every week. So there's only so much you can do. Yeah. I okay. mean, it, it's hard to fault writers for kind of hashing out old storylines and trying to make them work with different pieces. But, man, it's it's a, it's a never-stop business. Do you guys pay attention to the way that those contracts are set up for the people who are actually wrestling in that? Because a friend of mine was trying to explain it to me where he was talking about how if you're like a local guy – you're trying to get this particular contract because then you'll be a recurring character. And so he was trying to explain that to me. So do you guys know a lot of the local guys and, and what they're working towards? I know of some for mm-hmm. sure. And I know that them. I know that there's uh, there's some who are working towards making their way towards a bigger roster. I know right. that there are some who are just out here doing it because it's fun. Okay. A uh, friend of ours, Ryan Cruz. Uh, he is on Culture Cast with myself uh, Thursdays five o'clock forty Podcast Network. Shameless yes. plug. Mm-hmm. No um, problem. We'll do that. We'll also link to that <laughs> on all our social media. Don't worry. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know he's in it right now. Just he's been in the business so long. Like he's not looking for a giant payday out of this. It's more fun, right? As compared to a gentleman who uh, we both have seen in the ring a couple of times, uh, local guy Arya Davari, mm-hmm. who's now on the main roster. Okay. Uh, Heidi Loveless, who's now on the main roster as Ruby Riot. Um, but it's just one of those things that some of these people are really kind of in it to hopefully get there, and some are just like, this is cool. Yeah, I think an example of a guy who's likely trying to get to that next level is uh, is a Darren Corbin. Okay. Um, he is, if you go to local shows here in the Twin Cities, uh, he is the ultimate bad guy. Um, he'll he'll cut promos on, on his opponent. But okay. that's that's What usually, does that mean? He'll cut a promo. Basically, he's trying to instill fear, just kind of, you know, uh, make it sh- make it so that the, the his opponent is psyched out. Um, but he'll he'll not he'll not just stop at the opponent. He'll run down the audience. He'll <laughs> run down the promoters. He'll run down the sponsors. It's so is that part of the skill set? So not only oh, be yeah. having to be able to do all the physicality, but be able to like do the trash talking and be that kind of interesting actor where you instill some sort of emotion in people. Mike skills are extremely important. Okay. They're extremely important because if you can't tell that story, it makes it a little difficult for us to believe that you're a badass in the ring. <laughs> Even, I mean, this guy could be, you know, six foot four, 245 pounds, completely jacked, but if he, can't, if he can't talk. On I know mic- one of those, one of my old friends who I, from back in the day, this guy, Scotty Brault. Yeah. He's like an old dude wrestler. I see him at like conventions selling like, posters and stuff yeah, like that him. he's yeah he's all giant. I, I beat him <laughs> um, does he listen to your show at miss shannon um <laughs> i'll tag him with an a so, uh I'll but uh he's a big dude here i'm gonna find a picture of him right now mike skills are really important because legit if you can't talk on the microphone we're not gonna believe you as a wrestler oh yeah i beat that dude twice yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> our second reign <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to ask Gotti. got a thing so that would be funny <laughs> That would be really funny if you guys were like, oh, yeah, we just jumped on him all the time. Nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> but ide- ideally, uh, you have a combination. Like okay. you, you can work the microphone and and get it done in the ring. Um, there are there are cases where, where one is not as important as the other, um, especially if you're able to get a mouthpiece like a manager type thing. Yeah. Like, uh, for an example, so right now. So if you're a good team. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, right now, Brock Lesnar. Yes. Uh, the universal champion. Um, he rarely ever says anything into the microphone, but he has a, an advocate or, <laughs> or manager um, of Paul Heyman, who is one of the best orators that the, the industry has ever seen. And it, it's a it's a pairing that is, is necessary because... Well, that the, makes sense because the know. few times I've had Brock on a radio show before and he's super nice, but he isn't chatty. So yeah. I couldn't I couldn't see him transitioning Next to that Next time he comes either. on, tell him to bring Heyman with him. Okay, <laughs> so then he, he'll, he'll take care of all of it. Last time yeah, I talked to him, all he did is he offered to like, you know, cook me squirrel out at his house. Yeah? Him and his wife. Were you guys going to bring the ice hole? Or? I'm the, oh, I should. <laughs> I could imagine him drunk. Oh, my God. If I got if I got Brock Lesnar trash. That and some Copenhagen. I think you're good. <laughs> so, I mean, if I wanted to, so if that's how I was going to, like, dabble, since I don't want to work on the physicality or learn all that stuff, I'm not an mm-hmm. acrobat. But I could get better at just really being – so how does it work? So should I, should I focus on being – Good at trash talking or super inspirational? A little bit of both. Okay. I think that if you can trash talk your opponents enough while still being inspirational to your uh, your client okay. at that time, building him up, <laughs> okay. you know, I mean, that's huge. Build your client up and then trash talk ah. while your client's better than this person. So yeah. let's say I'm a fan here. You said that we have a really good uh, wrestling culture here oh, in yeah. the Twin Cities. So where should I go first? Like, where should I go and I can go, okay, I'm going to start catching up. I want to go to a couple of live events. What do I do? There's, I mean, yeah. there's at least three or four to 12 different promotions here. <laughs> okay. At any given time. At okay. any given time. There's, you know, VFWs like to roll a lot of good wrestling gotcha. things. Okay. If the Knights w- of Columbus in Bloomington puts on a lot of shows. Yep. Okay. Uh, if you want an experience, uh, First Wrestling does Wrestlepalooza twice okay. a year. All right. And this is where it's at. Okay. I mean, it has... First Wrestling. First yes. Wrestling. Uh, the, the I is a one. Okay. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Yeah. We'll put a link up on Smart, our page. Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At Michigan. Um, but they put on a show twice a year called Wrestlepalooza. It is wrestling, burlesque, and live music. Oh, that sounds fantastic. And it's all done at First Avenue. Oh. In the main okay. room. In all the right. main room where they legit, they put a wrestling ring. Right there in the smack dab in the middle right of the first the middle dance, dance floor. floor yeah. You're like, that's where Prince was. Now we're wrestling. Right. Yeah. That's dope. Pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They come from, you know, the stage down to the ring. Yeah. And they sell out every, oh, I'm sure. every single time. Mm-hmm. And to be able to go in there, there's a thousand plus people in there. I mean, butt to butt. It is, yeah. it is, I mean, it is packed in there with the number of people. And, and people are just involved wow. the whole time. And even if you don't like wrestling, this is a feat to see. Yeah, there's something for It's part everybody. of the event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I understand going to something just because you're like, what's, as long as I know what to expect, going, yeah. I'm part of this event. What do you think about, you know, when we have these new celebrities that are, like, dabbling or you hear a story? Like, we were talking, Jayton and I uh, were talking about David Arquette because David Arquette was in town uh, promoting uh, his new film. And it was about the time that he mentioned the fact that he was going to go back in the wrestling yeah. and that he was taking it seriously this time. Yeah. It is very – I, I listened to that episode as well. Mm-hmm. There you're talking about his uh, his death match in yes. Los Angeles. Um the the funniest thing about this is that uh, Jake just brought up Wrestlepalooza. Uh, this last uh, last show they put on early in January here, um, they did two nights. So they did Saturday and Sunday. And Sunday night was headlined by David Arquette. Oh, I missed it. He yeah. was here yeah. uh, putting on a wrestling show against Colt Cabana. Okay. Um, who is an indie darling. And 
uh, from all I heard was that it was a great match. The guy is committed to this part of his his career right now. And uh, when he was champion in the WCW, you really couldn't say that. He was still an actor first. The wrestling thing was kind of secondary. Um, And they kind of, I know this is a a sorry subject for a lot of wrestling fans, but um, one of the bookers, the guys that write the the storylines and they, they... uh, kind of script matches right vince russo is uh, is responsible for for david arquette's rise to power in wcw well, <laughs> and it all also stemmed from the wcw movie uh right ready, ready to, to rumble, rumble yes that they had put out as mm-hmm. well um which david admits you know kind yeah. of yeah. yeah oh yeah so he's like he didn't expect it sounds like according to the interviews you know and when we were talking to him and he brought it up when he was here at the twin cities film fest fest it was not necessarily going to be a thing, but then he was like, I kind of like this thing. <laughs> and that's, and so for me, if, if you're an actor and you want to get into this or a different kind of superstar and you want to get in, like, you know, an uh, athlete and you want to get into this, if you put the time in, right? I I will watch it every day. Because week. we don't get mad. Well, I guess we do get mad when someone who's an actor slash athlete decides that they're going to transition to mostly being an actor right we hate on him you know kind of thing like look how hard it was even for the rock and i'm all like but he was a neat dude he was this and it took a long time for us to go he's an actor and that's the thing with john cena right now john cena's trying to they just don't give him any credit though but he seems fine like the movies i seen i'm like good job john okay cool. He's, he's a guy like you watch him in wrestling or if you watch him on like their total divas programming you you don't give him the credit he deserves when you see him in something like the sisters or right. uh what are the daddy's home like he is he blockers. has got some great yeah. blockers he was really good in blockers yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that that is like the time like when we talk about even like the dave batistas and all these other people that were like they're just muscly dudes but then if they're in the right place it totally makes sense well, for them I, to do the right you know oh, absolutely things. You know, because I remember back, you know, back when, you know, Dwayne Johnson was just, I wasn't really watching wrestling when he was starting to make his little movies, like, it, but I was like, but he Mommy. was funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, right? Hakuma <laughs> Shate! <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, okay. I'm like, you look cute. All right. But he's gotten more and more charming over the time, and you got to see what kind of personality he is. And now we watch him all kinds of stupid movies. But I think it's also. <laughs> yeah, stupid, right? Oh, right. my gosh. But I think it's also a matter of going, I appreciate the fact that you got to know his personality over mm-hmm. time as well. And back to what you were saying about Hulk Hogan, where you're like, okay, he was just a monster. You didn't hear those backstories right. about Dwayne John. He was like, he always seemed nice. He was always doing some charity thing. He was like, I'm going to go do a plane pull and like have this kid pretend <laughs> that I'm going to let the kid think he's pulling the plane when I'm pulling the plane. And that's you the know? same thing with John Cena right yeah. now. So mm-hmm. John Cena is right now the person who has granted the most make-a-wishes. Wow. Ever. Okay. Ever. Mm-hmm. He is he is the one who has done the most make-a-wishes yeah, ever. Yeah, as an individual, he he holds the record. It's it's crazy. And uh, as a partnership, the WWE and Make-A-Wish are are match made in heaven. Right. Um they just had a, a, a young boy on uh that had he walked into the Make-A-Wish uh foundation building and he was just expecting a tour and as he goes up to the desk, there's people lined up with signs holding up for him. He and uh, he walks up to the desk, and around uh, the back side of the desk is is Sasha Banks and Seth Rollins, just waiting for him Aww. to kind of you mm-hmm. know welcome him to the show. And then uh, Stephanie McMahon shows up. 
they, Ronda they, Rousey showed up yeah, for a bit. They have a they have a great partnership and and it just it just works really well. What do you as wrestling fans like non wrestling fans to know about your community? Because I think from the outside we see we go it's aggressive and you just see people yelling and sh- and shouting and like, it looks like it's just a bunch of screaming yahoos it's but then you have these stories Maddie and Jake where you're yeah. like and then we do a bunch of great make a wish <laughs> stuff yeah. we're we're just like you man like legit we like things like you do i heard somebody the other day we were talking about um roman reigns and roman reigns recently uh has taken some time off okay um because he's got uh, leukemia. leukemia. Okay. For the second mm-hmm. time. For the second time. So he's taking Legit. He went out to the ring, told him he this is his second battle with it. He's going to be taking time off and, and stepping out of the ring. Yes. That's real, man. You right. know, that's super real. And so we get a little teary. And we get, you know, it's, it's crazy because you see these people every week busting their tail. Right. And now they come out like, hey, my name's Joe. Uh-huh. It's not Roman Reigns. My name's Joe. Right. And I've got leukemia for the second time. So then people are like, why are you crying? Oh. Why are you getting all upset? Why are you so emotional about this? Mm-hmm. And y- you think back to Game of Th- or, uh, uh, Walking Dead. You remember yes. when Glenn died? Yes. You remember how emotional it was for everybody? <laughs> and you're like, he's just a character. Guess like, what? Yeah, it, but he's my character. Guess yeah. what? It's fake. Yeah. It's, it's, it's right. Fake. But mm-hmm. it's, it's not fake to you. It's real to you. And that's how it is for us sometimes. It's real to us just... The storyline between behind these people and, and seeing it grow—it's—it's it's our television show. Right. It's it's our script to be able to watch this happen. Is there some? Is there? What are the things that you go? I wish they did more of this. Like, how has the fandom changed over the time that you guys have watched all these shows? Oh man, um, I just I, I really enjoy the in ring, like their actual wrestling, and okay. I know. Um, the the modern day uh, WWE uh, they they're kind of going for a PG rating, so it's more family friendly. Okay, um, which is fine. I just uh, on a three hour programming of of Raw on Monday night, uh, they might have four matches. It's just talking, and there's a lot of talking and a lot of backstage segments and stuff like this. And there's there's a place for it. I just wish that uh, they'd focus a little bit more on on what they do inside the ropes. Because then it's just glow. Yeah, you got to think. Because yeah. I remember watching Glow when I was a mm-hmm. kid, like in high school, and it's all skits. Yeah, like yeah, there'd be some. Terrible. Yeah, it'd be wa- some, but it was all terrible skits. Have just you skits. watched the Netflix? No, I, it's on my list. Okay. Do you enjoy that show? Absolutely. Okay, I heard that it is a great, a, it's, it's a, a very done. fun show to watch. But even if you don't like wrestling, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of fun because it really gives you more of a behind the scenes look. And so you might have a little more love for wrestling right. after watching it. Right. Well, I'm just impressed. Like, I, whenever they do some, I'm going to tap you on the arm. We're going to do three back flips and this, that, and the other thing. And then I'm going to pretend to kick you in the head. And this, and nobody ended up in the hospital. I'm uh, like, it's just the, 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 the physicality of being able to do that is astounding to there's me. There's a lot that goes into it. I mean, there's a lot of time that they spent in their development systems. Um, they actually, There's a school here mm-hmm. in, in the Twin Cities. Yeah, if you're interested, I would like the to academy do that. And I would love to do help that. Help you cut your promos. You <laughs> <laughs> could go, to your, go show that. up to gas stops and blow them all away. Yes, because we were talking about it. I'm like, I wish I was better at talking trash. <laughs> Think about what you did, Tom Shellstrom. <laughs> They did a they did a ladder match. 
Oh, like sorry. I won one week, you know, kind of thing because we decided I was going to win. And then like it was Black History Month or something. We had some stupid reason why I won. <laughs> Um, like, it was something very, very, like, a dumb reason why I can't. Like, they couldn't be mean to me because I was the mom that showed up. Or something. There was a really l- loose reason because we didn't. But we they wanted to expand it more and do more shows and maybe have wrestling matches that would be in between all of these things. Yeah. And Chili was really good. He and one of the other com- comics, they did a... A ladder match. Okay. But they use step ladders. It was cute. <laughs> that's funny. It was that's, very cute. I'm glad that you guys laughed at it because I don't, we were like, well, I don't know if wrestling people would think that we're no, funny. That was cute. But yeah, okay. That's All right, good. So, um, so I did think that that was fun watching them do their little ladder thing. So I like the, the concept of what you guys mm-hmm. do over in the whole wrestling world and what they have going on. And I am fascinated. You know, I'm fascinated with wrestlers in the same way that whenever I see a really good stripper on a pole, I'm like, that is an amazing amount of upper body strength. That really <laughs> like I the appreciate core strength on that exactly. I'm like, look at what she did. And that's how I feel about wrestling. Where I'm like, Oh, I don't even, I, the fact that he did that in his arm didn't wrench out of his <laughs> socket. Right. How did you do that? You know, or even like, to do some flip thing, drop them on their head, and like I've had and people try to explain it to me, and I'm like, that still looks incredibly dangerous. And that's the thing too is that the more and more like us growing up, wrestling was so cut and dry. Okay, you know, arm bars, yes, drag them to the floor. There was no flips. There was no. I mean, if you did yeah. a flip, jumping off the top rope was a huge thing for us. Like, oh my god, you mm-hmm. see that? Now he it's not just the- jumping off; it's jumping, especially that two hundred five thing you said. Yeah, those little guys. Yeah, it's like two backflips and then a uh, front handspring yeah. to fall on another guy. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, is that they they continuously create new moves and new ways of doing things that it it surprises us too from time to time i mean just like what yeah oh they're they're, we geek we geek out (laughs) hard on it yeah there's a there's a wrestler uh by the name of kevin owens who kind of in our our body shape (laughs) but he is able to do a lot of that kind of kind of maneuvering he's in in brew pub body shape yeah that's what absolutely like guy the guy is brew pub body shape he's He's a marvel plus one And he could do all this stuff. He is. He's so it's incredible. like when somebody shaped like me turns out to be like great at yoga. Where you're like, I didn't see that coming with her. Okay, good. It's mm-hmm. like seeing a cat of my size work a tightrope. It's just you don't <laughs> expect to see something like that. You work that. that pole. You know I do. <laughs> you know I do. <laughs> so what can we expect coming up on Ring General Radio? What do you guys have? What kind of adventures do we have in store? Uh, Sky's the limit with us. Okay. Um, our audience continues to grow more and more. Um, we... <laughs> we've done a lot so far over yeah. the years and we continue to do more. We t- continue to grow. We have our battle bowl tournament, of course, still going on. We've got, uh, we legit, um, we did the, uh, narration for a children's book oh, a while okay. back. <laughs> um, we've done, I'm, I'm frightened by that. It's I'm great. Like, Cause you guys swear a lot over there on ring general radio. You come <laughs> straight out of the gate we with were, the, you go hard in the paint with swear words. We just say the things that people wish that they could say. That, <laughs> you know, that's all. You know that they're thinking it. We just say it for them. It's just, like when your children, like when you hear a child swear, you swear in front of a child, and somebody's like, shh. And it's like, well, who would you rather them learn it from? <laughs> you want them to learn it from me or is from your, their parents? Is your children's book like the Samuel L. Jackson? Go no. 
have to sleep. No, Jimmy. this one. Okay. This one we we refrained from any four letter words. Well, goodness! It was um, actually it was written, uh, and then we were asked to do the narration for oh, the actual uh, writing of the book. Okay. Yeah, which was a lot of fun. Yep yeah, it's uh, it's an uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's called Three Little Wrestlers, and <laughs> anybody and everybody can Ten go. Ten little wrestlers. Oh, was it? Five little wrestlers. Five little wrestlers. We'll split the difference. Yep. <laughs> Five little wrestlers is what I'm it was called. on a bed. Um, but it was, between that, we continued to do our live shows, which is, is a lot of fun. Right. Um, the one thing that's different between our podcast and everybody else's podcast that you know we're acquainted with is that we go live. Yeah. Um, 7 o'clock, Wednesday night, people can actually hear us as we do it at 4dpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And it, it runs live, which is a lot of fun. No editing, no cutting. So if we say something that we didn't want to say, it's Too stuck late. out there forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's myself, Maddie Atlantic, and our good friend, the nickname machine, Sean Lil. Sean Lil, I'd be really, he'd be disappointed if I didn't bring him up, uh, <laughs> at nickname machine. Yeah. Um, but he's... <laughs> He's definitely a giant cog in our uh, in our wheelhouse. Okay, well, next time there's like a big wrestling thing on, you guys will have to check back in with us so you can tell me, like you can talk me through it. Absolutely. Yeah. And and if we try to do that whole comedy like thing again, you guys can help me come up with my, what did you call it? My little. Your promo? My promo. Yeah. You guys yeah. help me that because we'll I need come, assistance. We'll come be your, uh, we'll be your faction. So okay. We'll, yes. We'll be part of your faction. I like the way we'll that be, sounds. We'll be your heavies yeah. in the back. <laughs> Yeah. So remind everybody where we can find you again. What's your website, Jim? Absolutely. Find us at 4dpodcast.com. You can find all of the shows there for the 4D Podcast Network, including Ring General Radio, which you can find every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. You can also find us on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast, pretty much everywhere that you can find any sort of podcasting. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash ringgeneralradio. Uh, if you click the learn more button, you can find all of our shows that we've done on the 4D Podcast Network. We've done hundred, well over 100 shows Congratulations. Uh, on there. Um, and then uh, on our Twitters, at ring underscore generous. Perfect. And you can always find out more about BR Geek. You can find us online as well. We have our Facebook page at BR Geek Show on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at BR Geek and on Instagram as well. And you guys have been fantastic. I appreciate you being part of the show. So we will see everybody else next time when they join us again for BR Geek because everyone is a geek about something. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number. 
the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.